0: Welcome to the Turf Nutrition and Management Podcast, the podcast for professional turf managers. Here, we talk about the profession, the ever-changing products, and the business side of owning and operating a turf management company. Whether this is your first year in the business or your 20th, our discussions and special guests will help you continue to grow a successful business. Now, here are your hosts with 35 plus years in the green industry, Kevin and Doug.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to the Turf Nutrition and Management Podcast. This is myself, Kevin Salters, with our co-host, Douglas Gray. And today, we've been talking about it. You know that I use it all the time, but it is the CRM system that I implement, and we have the owners and founders and developers and go-to people, Brian and Caitlin. And, and if you could just introduce yourself so I get your last name correctly, please. <laughs> Go ahead, Brian or Caitlin, whoever.
2: It's it's a tough one. It's it's pronounced Schlichting. It's German. So I actually misspelled it for the first uh, couple of weeks that we were married.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love the honesty, and I would have never pronounced it that way. And I've been a spray user for what two plus years, probably now, Brian, somewhere around there. Yeah. And I and I've talked to you a million times, and I just would have never produced it. So um, why don't we just start from the beginning? What is for some of our our listeners and business owners, what is a CRM system and what is
3: the value of having one? Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in and take that, Caitlin, if you're okay with it. Um, CRM, I mean, in short, it stands for customer relationship manager So, or management. Um, it's essentially, uh, it's a way to ma- manage your customer base. And in this industry, um, as you all know, that means scheduling, it means routing, uh, at least it should. It should mean these things: scheduling, it means routing, it means keeping track of uh, invoicing, it means um, notifying customers, whether that be automatically or or manually. However, however a system does it, um, it means keeping track of, like I said, invoicing. Um, you know, any good CRM in this industry should also keep track uh, when it comes to that. Uh, of all of your chemical data and everything like that so it, it's essentially a way from beginning to end to manage that customer relationship process so from when they come in as a lead until you know the day that uh inevitably some people are going to cancel whether they move or cancel for other reasons so it should handle that track it allow you to pull reports on it um and kind of manage everything in between if that makes sense
2: yeah and i'll jump in there too and and um you know, when it comes to CRMs, you can have the most basic CRM, like, you know, customer relationship management can mean you're, you're hooking all kinds of, you know, spreadsheets and email um, programs together and trying to create your own DIY CRM. Or you can have um, CRMs that are pretty well-known uh, Salesforce, HubSpot, you know, that type of thing. And they're just very generic. So you can have like a really generic type of CRM. And then, you know, if you have a, a special type of business where you have special needs, like, you know, lawn care um, companies. Yeah, have, you
3: said You guys are special needs. You, you, you <laughs> that is it.
2: not what I meant. <laughs> you didn't
3: even have to say it. We know it.
2: <laughs> um, but then you have to, you know, you immediately will start to realize that these generic types of CRMs are not gonna work great for all of the special needs (laughs) that you have. Um, So, you know, we are like on the one extreme end of like extremely specialized CRMs and we have all kinds of stuff that our system does besides just the core CRM um, components that you would typically expect. But you you can have, you know, one extreme to another.
1: So, Doug, I don't know if you have anything from here because just interrupt because I'll go crazy. But so when we go back to CRMs and we go back to the beginnings of it, um, I've been involved in CRMs for 20 plus years. And Caitlin, I think you explained it very well where you are more of that niche specialty market on the lawn lawn. Turf management side of it will go that way. Originally, when CRM were they were created, was just literally for that it was customer database. You weren't mm-hmm. billing out mm-hmm. of it. You were barely scheduling out it, and you know it was like the Messiah when you could actually set an appointment up and follow through with it and put notes into it and go into it. I was with Boss. I was with Aspire. Are you guys familiar with Aspire at all? I mean the yes. name. So. One, the co-founder, Mark Tipton and Kevin Kehoe, Kevin Kehoe was a very good friend of mine who was with boss originally selling that and promoting it. And then Mark Tipton, who was a code writer for that company, stepped away because they didn't want to go down the path that he saw what was coming in the future, digital content, going tablet, going this, going that boss was an originally, they started for fleet management of uh, cargo ships and then one of his friends wanted a landscape business he had he says can you manage this and set up some software so they did and they saw the market for it speed forward kevin and mark tipton started aspire and they took basically everyone's information and the errors and mistakes that they saw and they brought it to the next level and a lot of companies have spurred off from that in in the competition of that and it was really meant more on the larger scale commercial side of, of you know, we were $6 million business running through it. And that was a, a small business that would run through it, where you guys now are taking that and really specializing in the turf management side of it, which allows you to really dig into the weeds and make it so much more user friendly for people like myself and other
0: operators.
3: Yeah, I think I mean, what you just said there at the end really kind of hit the nail on the head is is the user friendliness part of it, at least, you know, that's what we Speaking of aspire, that's what we aspire to do, right? Is to, to keep things, um, to keep things as user friendly as possible. And, and I'll tell you, I mean, the amount of demos that I do on a weekly basis, um, probably the most common reaction I get out of out of it is, "This seems too simple." You know, it seems like I need to be doing more to to be able, to be able to get as much out of it as as I am, and so we speaking of uh, before we jumped on, we were talking about competing with the big guys, but uh, speaking of competing with the big guys, it's one of the things that allows us to compete with the big guys is, is that specialization, right? So we're able to keep things a little bit simpler, um, but still, but still provide the functionality that's needed there um, with just less clicks and less headache for the most part. You
4: know, one of the, what are your competitors? I'm sure real green is who I use way back in the day, and I don't even know they're still around. Oh, honestly, yeah, I think they are. Um, and one of the things I always struggled with back when I was doing this was pesticide record keeping. So if you could like explain all that to our listeners because I think it's very important, and it's something that I don't know if everybody does. And um because I see this on your thing that you this does do this, chemical tracking automatic automated compliance and whatnot. And I think it's something that doesn't necessarily always get done or gets done and it's not correct. So we could touch in that touch on that for our listeners, that would be great.
2: Yeah, and if you are listening, and you don't do that, you really, really need to. (laughs) Absolutely. And you know, what happens, sometimes I feel like we are selling something that's very similar to when it comes to this particular piece, the uh, pesticide tracking, chemical tracking, it's like selling insurance because it's when, when you don't keep your records and you're not compliant, you're not doing all that stuff, who cares until you get caught, right? It's the same way like with insurance. It's like, you don't always, it's not that exciting, fun thing. You know, it's not something that you want to think about or want to pay for. But then when something happens, you're like, oh, gosh, I wish I really would have, you know, done 100%. that policy. So, I mean, obviously it's two different things. But, you know, we hear from people when they get audited and the, you know, regulators come in and says, I need to see your compliance reports, you know, and then their people are scrambling going back through pen and paper or spreadsheets or whatever, and trying to produce these records. And these fines can be very, very large, even for a small business. And so just for that fact alone, and it's not that uncommon, you know, I don't know exactly how many, you know, how many fines are given out, but it's not that uncommon. We hear about it a lot. And, you know, that kind of fine can really hurt a small business in a a big way. And on the other side of that, there's a lot of good reasons why you need to keep your records 100%. Um, other than just being compliant. Um, but yeah, uh, go uh, ahead.
3: No, Yeah. I mean, I'd say the amount of people that, again, you know, you get on these demos and you talk to people, but the amount of people who are like, yeah, you know, I'm still keeping, I'm collecting uh pen and paper records from each one of my technicians each day. And then I'm, And then some people say, and I enter those uh, by hand into a spreadsheet so that I have them. um, Those are actually the better ones sometimes. Other ones say, they're all in, you see this, these four filing cabinets behind me.
0: They're (laughs) all in
3: here. I've I've seen it. I've got 10 more filing cabinets in the attic. And uh, anyway, that's, uh, that's always funny because... I, I, I always ask him, well, what are you going to do with all that filing cabinet space you got? <laughs>
1: <laughs> who, who has file cabinets anymore?
4: <laughs> yeah, right. I but, try yeah. to go paperless now, I mean, with everything. So um, it's all, I mean, that's a, I wish I had that back in the day because oh. we did exactly that. Technician yes, yes. came in, he wrote down how many bags he used. Our state at the time was a little bit more lenient. 20 years ago per se um, you just had to like say where you were in a town I mean we could print out where we were every day but you just had to like say how many houses you did in a de- in that town in that day and then the the product the active ingredient and it wasn't that big of a deal but if I had to like do what you all have to do today and write everything down like that no way
3: yeah, I mean, I think the, the key the key thing you said there was twenty years ago. They were a little bit more lenient, and mm-hmm. uh, that's everywhere. I mean, it's not. It, it doesn't matter what state you're in. They were more lenient yesterday, or what you know, whatever they. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And it's not going to go the other way. So even if your state is is one of the more lenient ones, if it's the wild wild west in your state today, it's likely not going to be that way in a year, in two years, in five years. So you know, if you if you're kind of putting that off uh, the the chemical tracking piece and just record keeping piece, you may as well just, you know, get somewhere that makes everything easier and start doing it so that whenever it does happen, you've already got it in place. It's easy. So you're one step ahead of, of of things.
1: And
4: I I talk,
3: I talk about that all the time. You know, it,
1: it's a very, when you're first starting out, it may seem like it is, um, a little bit more of an investment that you want to make or need to make. But I think hands down, it's one of the first things you should do if you're going to, especially if you're going to be putting fertilization chemicals down on a a house, is to have a CRM system. And uh, starting from ground zero for multiple reasons. One, if you're starting a business, you want it to be as legit and valid as possible for many reasons. One, for tax purposes, and that's a whole different show. But the goal of any business in a small business is to build it up with tangible data to sell it. I've been through three of them so i know how important that information is to put a value on a, a company that you want to sell because a lot of guys don't understand ebitda and all these crazy numbers that come up from accountants they're going to go into your books and your records and really dive in deep And a crm system one if you're just selling your leads there's all the information that's one way of getting out of this business two all the finances that can come through spray, the CRM that shows all that money of sales. I mean, I can pull that report. I just had my report with my bookkeeper on Tuesday and we go back and forth and it's everything right there that we want to look at. Then there's the chemical tracking, which in my state is very crucial where we have to do time, temperature, wind speed, um, wind direction, yada, yada, yada. All that has to be recorded at every stop. Now, I don't have to turn that into the state every time, but they could audit me at any time, like Caitlin said, and or if anyone ever lodged a complaint against me, they're going to go back and look at those records. And I'm sure you've dealt with that and having to go back and archive that. Um, but with Spray, the the usability, and I've seen it transpire because, Brian, you, you know what company I was with prior to that moving over to here. And just so you know, I'm still paying for it because I, they won't cancel. It's crazy. I, I have to call my credit card company and literally put a block on it. I try to do it online and it won't. I've left messages from my account manager, the whole nine yards. It's getting crazy. So, um, wow. be, yeah, be that as a may. And this is a known problem of this one company. Um, But going from, you know, let's say, Doug, you were talking about real green and, and going to paper. I watched some of the transition of that happening of going to mobile, their mobile live and their mobile app. Everything's an add on this costs more, that costs more, you want to do this, you want to email your customers, it's all caveat, here we go, you feel like you're at Ruth Chris's where you're going to get the butter with the potato, it's another two bucks. <laughs> so, spray has that all immersed into one, which is which is amazing, because now you literally have a serum system that when you purchase and you go on board, you can use the whole wax with it, the whole ball of wax. And the easeability of being a Mobile-friendly software is blown me away. I print three invoices around, and that's because they're three of my elder widows that just don't do internet. Everything else is 100% electronic, and it never was. That's awesome. It was printing invoice, buying specific invoices from a company, and their envelopes to to meet it, the ink itself, the, Oh, I got to print them out every night or a week ahead in advance. We're here. I can sit on the couch from my phone or tablet and schedule the whole week out while I'm watching TV, which is cool. I'm not saying that that's the best way to do it, but sometimes you have to do things. Um, your, your vision of going to the younger generation and the, the monetization of being mobile is just, it's baffling. It's awesome. The record keeping, I mean, it's just, I could never go back and go the other way. There's no
3: way. So, it's, funny, so- it's funny you say that, though, because um, we built our technician screen, the the, the mobile sort of the mobile specific side. We built it specifically um, for for our seventy year old co founder. Um, <laughs> he, he said, "I'll use this system, but only if I have if I'm able to go into a um, go wow. into a job on my phone and click just a couple of buttons and and be able to complete it and have everything tracked." <laughs> and we said, "Challenge accepted." Thank you. Um, and so, yeah. So, wh-
1: why don't you explain? You said co-founder, and and let's go into background. Of what, where you guys came from? What allowed you to come and start this, and and where we're at right now?
3: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Caitlin and I were um, were running a, a marketing and and web development firm. Uh, we had been running that firm for what about a decade, I guess at the time. Um, yeah. Had a team of twelve. I mean, we were. Um, I mean, we were successful—not wildly successful, but we were successful. And uh, and um, an acquaintance of ours came to us because he knew what we did, and he's he's happens to be a, a furt and squirt guy, you know, and he's um, running a business with his dad. And his dad's about to turn the business over to him. And he's like, dad's been doing this thing out of, out of spreadsheets and paper and pencil. And I'm about to wring his neck. And, uh, <laughs> and he's like, I got to find a system. And he had demoed all, all the names. I mean, he had yep. demoed all the names. And he said, they're all too complicated. They're difficult to use. I, I can't figure out how to use them. They they don't do what I need them to do on the chemical tracking side. Um, or they're too expensive. or Or a combination of all three of those. And he said, he, he actually brought us a list of 12 things. He said, here's a list of 12 things I need a CRM to do. Can you guys build this for me? And so I, anyway, we, we, went, we went through this list of 12 things and we said, okay, let's talk about building this thing. And um, one thing led to another, we decided, yeah, let's go ahead and build it. We built it for him, he starts using it. He shows it to other people in the space. And they're like, I think I could use a system like that. Um, and that's how Spray was built. So that's how Spray oh, was and we said, oh, well, we could turn this into something a little bit more. Well, Spray does more than 12 things now, uh, <laughs> I, as, in, I, as I you think, know. I think I only use 12, honestly. <laughs>
4: There's so many things that I
1: don't even use. But how, I'm just going to be candid. How the hell do you go from the, the last business to building a software company? I mean, that's not quite the same. Sort of. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Aiden.
2: <laughs> well, no, I was going to say, you're like, yeah, it's the same. I'm like, no, it's totally different.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, um, we,
2: he and I are also totally different if you, you haven't picked up on that. But, I, you know, it was actually, you know, we were looking at ways at that time to make our business that we had then. It was a firm. We were wanting to make it more scalable is the definition of a small business you know that just you have a hard time getting much bigger and we wanted a more scalable business and we actually really loved the development side i'm actually more like yes we've run a marketing firm for a long time and my background is marketing but i'm so i'm like a marketing tech person that's really i've always been more of a techie, data nerdy kind of marketing person and not like a fluffy branding kind of person. That's not my thing, right? I'm more into data analytics and, um, you know, development of, of things. And so this was very intriguing to us. And one thing that we did know about um, from our marketing background was if there was a problem that was out there that didn't have a good solution and there was just a, a gap in the market, we knew from all of our entrepreneurial days, you know, we've run multiple businesses actually, um, including like a tech incubator. We were involved in that for several years. We knew the opportunity was like right in front of our face and we were like, we could take it or we could just ignore it and keep doing our, you know, what we've been doing. And so we just jumped on the opportunity and said, this is, this is a really good, um, solution for a lot of people who you know have these same problems and so we knew like we knew how to do the development side we know how to do marketing and even though Brian and I aren't lawn care you know like specialists we aren't um, experienced lawn care uh, business owners like you guys and know a lot about the um, The you know you know we are industry experts in lawn care but like all we have to do is listen we just listen to these lawn care owners and w- honestly we know enough right now we probably could run a lawn care business I got <laughs> one for you so <laughs> but um <laughs> but it's been it's been really fun and a really big challenge but also just so much fun and we we know that. We built something that people need. That's that's also very reassuring to us. Is every day we talk to people who are like, "Wow, this is this is perfect. This is exactly what I need to run my business." Um, so that makes us feel good.
1: So I'm going to quickly talk. When you say you just listen, um, guys, if you were looking for a CRM system that wants to be heard from by you and not some big corporation, I'm going to be. I'm going to go out on a limb and say a lot of the changes, additions that you've made to the company has basically been from ideas that you have posted in the form from all us members that are paying for the system. Mm-hmm. And you listening to what our needs are, which is I think really cool because you go to these bigger ones and you they are just a number. You. you know, I'm, I'm a I'm a, they don't want to hear you. I'm an eight or nine digit number on this other company that I can't fire and that's all they see. And really we, I could reach out personally to Brian with idea or the help desk and, or the Facebook forum, the private group that's in there. And many times you hear, Oh, that's a great idea. We're going to put that on the list. That, that's very important. Like you said, Caitlin, you're not out on the turf, but you guys are listening to what we are looking for out on the turf. And it, that's goes a long way in the personal relationship of a small, large business.
2: Right. And again, our co-founder initially, you know, we basically we were sitting there but you know we're building it and he's out in the field running it and like he would run it all day long in his business and be like he'd come back and say wait this part this really didn't work that great you got to change this you know i needed to do this and so we're just sitting there literally in real time as he's running it in the field like we're literally tweaking and and making it right and so i think you really need both sides you know um it's like someone can present a problem and say here's the problem i have but they don't really know what the solution is to solve that as far as software goes and i think you know that's kind of where we um can you know that's where we do pretty well at just listening to the problems and then coming up with the solutions
1: i couldn't agree anymore
2: so and we do really listen (laughs) you do
4: what what if um a technician's at a property and they're doing their scheduled application and the homeowner comes out and asks for mosquito control and he can do it while he's there. How do you add on a service? Can you do that while you're there? Can that technician actually add on a service while he's there and bill it when he's done?
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah, they'll just wow. click on yeah, they'll just oh, click on a button there wow. and say add service and they'll pick the service and um, they don't have to know pricing or anything. They can just, um, they, they, the system's gonna price it for them as long as you've got your system pricing in there, okay. uh, which I'd love to talk a little bit more about. <laughs> yeah, you're, uh,
1: you're looking at me, I know you are. <laughs> pricing calculator that we just-
3: uh, yep. And we are we gonna go not, down that road, absolutely. But um, as long as you got system pricing in there, it'll price it for them, it'll create that invoice for them. If they're on auto pay, it'll charge it immediately. So it's it's pretty simple.
4: That's an incredible service because, again, I, I'm dating myself, but 20 years ago, you know, we would get people who would say, "I never authorized that," or "Nobody ever was there to do that service," you know, as well. So, not, it wasn't a lot, but it's. I think it's an important feature that something can get billed immediately. I think that's awesome. That's great.
1: And and we'll let Brian. We'll let you go into the calculator in one sec. That so, Doug, that whole process, which is wild, is. Once your CRM system is set up properly and cleanly, the square footage is in there, your prices per different service that's going in there, the chemical usage for each application based on usage rate of each product, that all calculates automatically for you. One for, like me in Connecticut, we have to submit an audit each year of total use of product. But on Mm -hmm. the sales end of it, when Johnny go luckily sells a a mosquito control, you know, all that information's already in there. So like Brian said, he doesn't have to know that price. He just has to click on it and add the service and it does the math for him. And it it's it's literally that simple. That's awesome. <laughs> so Brian, you you've released and Caitlin, you helped me with it. Um it's it's free to the world out there. It's on social media. It's your pricing calculator. So why don't you guys go into that explaining how it can be so useful to a lot of us, but it also, I think can give people a short stint of really the capacity and and what spray can do for them.
3: Yeah. So I'd love to talk a little bit about why, why it's important to standardize your pricing. And maybe you guys have talked about this on your podcast before, but why it's, why it's really important to standardize pricing. Um, in your business, rather than, uh, rather than guessing in any way, so sort of making guesses along the way. So, um, so first of all, one of the biggest reasons why I think, and anybody can join in here, but I think it's really important to standardize pricing so that you have an understanding and have more consistent profitability. So, um, a lot, a lot of the things, what people are missing when they don't standardize pricing. A lot of people who are doing this. And it's one of the most common things I hear whenever I'm on demos again, especially with really like people who are within the first year or two of starting is they're saying, well, I don't really know why I have the pricing, what the way it is. It's just, I bought this company from somebody else and that's the way they were doing the pricing. So I've just left it like that. Um, I hear people say, uh, well, I got pricing from my competitors and just, uh, try to keep it close uh, to where my, what my competitors are pricing things. And then, you know, I hear other people that are, that say, um, well, I have a friend in the business and they said, this is how they price services. So this is why I'm pricing it that way. Um, so like, these are all real answers that, that real business owners are using right now to price their services. They, you know, they could be ignoring different equipment costs, different cost of products where they are different products that they're using, um, different cost of labor, you know, their route density might be half of what they're comparing you know whatever the business they're comparing themselves to which is huge that's something people don't even a lot of people just sort of miss this route density piece where they might be spending twice as much on fuel or twice as much time Mm -hmm. on a windshield and and half as much time on on a lawn (laughs) um and yet their pricing might be the same uh and then it doesn't account for different goals I know Kevin you mentioned um everybody's goal should be to sell their business sure but Maybe their goal is to sell their business after running it by themselves for 10 years, and maybe their goal is to sell it after growing it to, you know, 5,000 customers mm-hmm. after 10 years. You know, that, those are different things, and it, and it requires a different level of profitability. Um, so all of those reasons, I think, um, along with a more efficient sales process, which we just kind of talked about a little bit, and renewals and, and pr- making price updates year after year, Um, makes those so much easier and more efficient as well. So it just saves so much headache to be able to understand where your pricing needs to be um, and be able to systematize that.
1: Well, I know, Doug, you want to go on this. So something that we do talk about all the time, and it's honestly probably the whole reason we started this podcast was knowing your numbers. Uh, Just so important. And in our end, all our products, a great majority of them are, a traded commodity. So the fluctuation mm-hmm. of that and the increase in spikes can happen very quickly. So when you guys, Brian and Caitlin talk about standardizing and really needing to know why you're charging, what you're charging is so important. But yeah, I think the numbers part is just, it, it's the, probably the one part of the business. No one wants to know, mm-hmm. you know, most technicians or owner operators are just good at being on the turf and, if they have money left over at the end of the year, they're they're pretty happy. But you really should have some solid matrix of why those numbers need to be where they are, and and what your return is going to be for forecasting and and growth. And that was part of your mission of char- starting this this calculator, correct?
2: Right. Yeah, it was. And we see so many people that uh, are businesses that still do custom pricing. So, like you know, every single customer, it's like a different. <laughs> Situation or reason that they wanted it, and it's
1: you. <laughs> no, it's honestly what it what it was. I mean, I I started, and the the prices were very low in our market. I moved into a niche market of sustainable nutrition, and then I've been changing my prices based on what Doug sees in the commodity market of the increases to keep my profitability the same, no matter what the prices change. So. This year alone, my price has increased dramatically for all new customers coming on. And then the renewal, I know Brian's looking at me because I got the notice for renewal. It's just going to be a nightmare on my part. I get it. But um, there's some customers like my sports field that are just different programs that go out at a different per thousand square foot price than some of my home. So I'll let you continue. But I know Brian's looking at me with burning eyes. I am guilty <laughs> as charged.
2: I mean, I get that there's situations where something's just gonna not fit into the standard. And I I totally get that. And our software handles that. But if if that's all if that's all you're doing across your entire business, anytime that you change anything or anytime you want to look at data or, you know, it just anything is gonna be a bigger headache, you know, across the board. Um and like Brian said, the profitability piece is harder um to forecast and to, you know, because everything's different. Everything's a by-case, you know, case by case scenario. And so it does make things a little bit more difficult. Um, not only just in the software, because if something isn't standardized, there's no software that can go out there and like, you know, automatically know all your custom situations or whatever. So it's it's just gonna be harder on that end. But um but yeah, when when you get to a larger number of customers, we just see that become almost impossible. So like, it's just, it's a scalability thing too. It becomes impossible to manage that.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I see that and, and I'm standardized, but I'm not the same price for everyone because of older customers. So in past systems, it was a percentage that was added on each year. So you did it not at a per square foot price, but a price increase of 3%, 6%, 12%, whatever it's going to be. So then all the numbers just start getting askew to where their per square foot price was based on where they were in conception of their time with the company. And the way you guys want to set it up and really, I, I firmly agree and believe with it that everyone should be basically paying the same price unless you have separate programs set up like sports fields, which I could do. So I don't want to beat that dead horse. I want you to keep going on with the, the woes of the company and not the problems that I have with the way I set
3: it up. Yeah, but our pricing calculator was built really to try to take into account as many inputs as possible and and not but not to get too in the weeds so that it was impossible to fill out. Right. So, um, you know, things like cost of products for a specific service, things like cost of labor, uh, fuel costs, other overhead costs. So if you're doing marketing to, to bring in new customers, if you're doing, you know, if you're paying for shop space, if you're paying, you know, making payments on vehicles, whatever it is that you're that you're doing. Um, as far as costs goes, we want to put that in there. We want to know what your profit, your desired profit margin is, um, and even a minimum profit per service that you do. So it's sort of Uh, It also takes into account to account route density by asking how many services you can complete in a day, how much square footage you can complete in a day, sort of all that information. Um, And then it spits out an answer on the other end of, you know, what a a lot of people call it a a trip fee or a stop fee. We call it a base fee. So it gives you a base fee, a minimum fee, and then a price per thousand that you can put in there as well. And it
1: it works. Like I said, I I cross referenced it a few times. And again, this morning I had a few minutes and, and played with it again. Um, I, all that data that is on the backside that you need to input it, which again, some people may be a a little numb to it or not. They don't know those details, but I think with this calculator, it's going to help people understand that they really do need to know those numbers you're asking for it. And I, I found the numbers to be very basic. It's nothing crazy. And, you know, we're going to tag you in this and on all, all the social media so that that calculator is out there for everyone to see. And some people, like I said, just maybe it just may make them think over the winter time. Hey, I need to adjust some things, or I need to understand what is overhead. What is overhead operating expenses? What are we going to have? <clears throat> it's no better time to learn that now, and then if you are cool weather guys like myself, to get with a CRM system that's going to help you integrate that. Because I know Brian, when we've talked about it, I could call you on that calculator and say, hey, I'm having a problem with this, and you literally. Have enough knowledge in it now, where you could help me adjust some of my prices to make sure that it's kind of copacetic. You've you've done it before in the in the old model, so you know that's the beauty of having a smaller business that's treating larger businesses. That we have that comfortability to contact you with problems and situations, and you've you've rectified numerous. Never mind the regular crap that can happen of the computer software business. That just happens, and that that's nobody's fault. That's going to happen. But really, personalizing is is really really nice. Yeah. Sure. So I'm just going to throw
2: this out there real quick. This is not some fancy thing, guys. Like, it is a really basic tool that is literally in a Google Sheet. So don't expect, like, you know, at some point, we would love to convert this and build it out into a web calculator that is a little bit, not, you know, fancier. But right now, it's all, it serves the intended purpose. And um, I just... I want to make sure you guys know it's not anything crazy or fancy. It's a really simple tool, but it saves people time. And it honestly is one of those things that a lot of people just wouldn't sit down and do do it and go through work through each of those steps. So it just kind of lays it out like a template for you. Um, but it is it is a pretty simple and basic, but very important you know thing to do. And,
1: and I think, like you said, simple. And I, and I equate this to probably your first bike with training wheels. So it's going to get you that feeling of understanding those numbers. And Doug and I talking about it all the time of knowing your numbers. And you you did say it right, it is very basic. And some people may look at that and see they've never done anything like that and it may be way more advanced than they thought and there's information and it gets their mind going. But at least it gives them the training and the thought process. And I know you guys are gonna build this out because Brian, you've been talking about this thing for a year and a half to two years and it's starting to come through. So. I think it's going to be a continuation. So why don't you guys, if you could, go from start to finish of what your software, what is it going to do for me? Why would I want to come to Spray? Or not just you, but why would I want a CRM system? Obviously, we're talking about your company, one, because I use it. I've been in many, many different companies. I do know that this is by far the most simplistic but the most detailed software that I've used for what my needs are. So why don't you go through all the features that this baby does? Cause it does a lot and I don't use half of them.
2: There are a lot. And, and we do try to keep it simple though, to where it's not so overwhelming and there's not just a bunch of clutter in there, you know, stuff that you don't need, but it also like why you need it and why you might want to switch over to spray. It depends on where you're coming from. So If you are a lawn care business owner and you're still doing pen and paper, um, I'm just going to tell you right now, get something (laughs) besides just pen and paper, Um, you know, moving over to spray from pen and paper since uh, like system or whatever you're, you're doing, whether it's just some spreadsheets or Google sheets, it's, it's not going to be that big of a you know, a move. Sometimes moving from one system, if you have a ton of customers and just a lot of history that you're trying to move over, that can be a little bit bigger, you know, move or decision. But if you're just pen and paper and you're looking for a system, like it, it really is a great kind of no brainer. Um, if you're doing a lot of lawn treatments, Um, you know, of course we were built for, um, you know, the the multi-step programs, and and we do have a lot of other services that we can, um, you know, accommodate other types of lawn services. But we weren't built to be an everything software. We were built to be specialized, um, like we talked about already. Um so yeah if you're if you're doing pen and paper we're just going to save you a ton of time like everything is automated on the chemical tracking side and we truly are automated in that way a lot of the other softwares will say they have automated chemical tracking but there's still manual pieces that you have to do when you go in there, you're still like moving certain chemicals over, adding them, or you're, you're still doing manual input in a way that our system completely and fully automates. And and you don't have to do any of that. So it'll just save you a ton ton of time. Um, But if you're coming from another software system, you know, let's say you're coming from um, another, we see a lot of people on Clip or um, gosh, there's, there's so many Gorilla desk. I mean, there's just, there's so many out there. Um, so if you're moving over from one of them, the the benefits or the differences might, you know, look different. Um, like it's going to be night and day if you're just using spreadsheets and um, that type of thing. But um, I don't know, Brian, do you want to talk a little bit more about coming over from another system?
3: I will. I'll talk about just kind of what we do start to finish and um, kind of what, What makes us a little bit different too but um you know i think it's important just to remember in all of this that what we set out to do and what we're still setting out to do every single day is to make the business of lawn applications more efficient and more profitable period so everything that we do um every single update that we make is in an effort to do that uh, in some way shape or form so do we do everything from uh like i said so when we talk about you know, tracking leads, so you can put leads in spray, then you can go out and you can do a sales call. Um, you know, you, your sales your sales rep can create an estimate right out there in the field. They can send that estimate, your customer can accept that estimate by email, and then your sales rep can go ahead and add a credit card data in there and add auto pay. Right out there in the field, that can all be done. Um, But to that end, then once that customer gets added, they get a program added to them. You know, they're added to all the other customers that you have. You're going to go out and do your daily scheduling, weekly scheduling in Kevin's case from his couch while he's watching TV. Um, But whatever, whatever scheduling works for you as far as whether you do it daily, weekly, monthly. In some cases, we have people who like to put uh, their services on the schedule for the whole year. Most people don't. you know, in our industry, but there are are a few that do. You can do that. We allow you to do it. It's pretty easy to move stuff, to to reschedule it. Uh, We make that easy as well. Um, And in that same arena, uh, when we do scheduling, um, automated notifications to your customers, again, whatever CRMs, whatever CRM you're using, um, if you have an option to do automated messaging, uh, you want to talk about a way to save some time, you know, not manually texting or emailing every single customer before you come out every day uh, is going to be a huge time saver. And if you're not doing that currently, some people don't want to do that. That's fine. But if you're not doing it and you have interest in doing it, uh, uh, your CRM should make that easy. And let me, uh, let me give a couple quick examples. And like you said, you
1: can use that or not. And that's just a quick little toggle of a little button on, on the settings right now in new England, it's leaf season. So going out and doing lawns, and then you run up on leaves most of the time. And I wanna talk about this, the schedule itself and get into routing afterwards, Brian, if you could, because that's also a key piece. But I've had, out of all the notifications, so I would only do pre-notifications on people that requested it prior to your service. And then when you guys showed me that cool little blue button you can swap to the side and they get a 24-hour notice, and I change it for each application what it's gonna say, I bet you I've had seven reschedules in a year and a half. That's it. And birthday party, um, yard work being done, or right now, leaf season. But man, it saves me from driving to that house. And it nice. works. It's it's nice. so much of a time saver. And then the customers love knowing that I'm coming 24 hours. They will hurry up and get their uh, leaves. Or they will pick up the kids' toys or the dogs' toys because they know I'm coming. So a lot of guys that in my area like, oh, that's got to be a hindrance. And, and My customers love it. They actually, like right now, sometimes I'll drive by a lawn, it's clean. I'm like, ah, screw it, I got time. I'll slide in and do that. Like, oh, we didn't get notification. I'm like, I'm sorry, it's leaf (laughs) season. It's a little different. So I think that is a huge benefit. And I know the company that I was with, but I'm still paying for, um, that was an additional charge to do that service. Everything was additional, additional. So scheduling, go into the routing, because I think that's super important. You know, I have a very, very tight route. but I want you to explain it because it works really, really good of basically me leaving my shop to me returning my shop and and planning the shortest, fastest route. And another thing, guys, knowing your numbers, go back to Megan Corbally with the Landscaping Bookkeeper and Sheila, um, my my book, um, my preparer, tax preparer. I need to report mileage every day. And when you pull your schedule for the day, you click on get your mileage. You don't have to have a second app of track my mileage or this and that it's right there 26.2 miles boom i can put it into a sheet that goes to them so that i'm getting my deductions on the miles everything that you possibly can think of can come from this so i'll stop talking
3: all good yeah uh before i jump into to routing though uh remind me next week at some point you can email me or email support or email callie or caitlin um you don't have to change that message every time we can you can have that happen automatically based on the service that you're doing. Yeah, now. So I
1: don't mind. Cause I, I personalize it. I mean, I, everything I do, I kind of personalize, so I don't, I don't mind at all. And, okay. and Callie, I love her
3: as a help person. She's great. Awesome. Um, okay. So yeah, so once you schedule people though, yeah, you know, we'll send out those automated notifications. We'll even send out uh, a reminder. Again, you just want a CRM that's going to do that stuff for you so that you aren't having to manually do it. Um, but on the routing side, yeah, you, you need, uh, it's another thing that I talk to is people that sort of hesitate to to let go of this in their business. They're like, well, I just want to be able to, um, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. I'm just going to put all these in order every time I put them on a schedule. And quite honestly, they might do a better job than our al- algorithm. It might, it really, they really might. They really might. Having said that, we use Google. Google's pretty good um, at knowing which direction to go to get the most efficient way from from one stop to another. Is it perfect? Am I sometimes going to know better? Yeah, sometimes I am, but I might be one minute better or two minutes better. And if I'm going to spend 15 or 20 minutes every day trying to to move stuff around on a route, is that going to save me 15 or 20 minutes on that route? Mm -hmm. It probably isn't. So, you know, I think it's important to have a system that's going to route things uh automatically for you and say okay here's here's what the reco- here's the recommended route to travel right so you, and, uh, you
1: you have kids that I that I know and I know you taught them to ride bicycles and you know they're on their trice uh, their, uh, training wheels and then you're behind them holding them and walking or running them down the road sometimes you just have to let go and I was that guy you know because the previous company, the routing was good, but not great. And then came over to you guys and it just simplified it so much that I know I could go and micromanage that thing. And like you said, we're going to get two minutes. No, click the button. I open it up in the morning in the truck. I'm like, where am I going? I don't even look at it the night before. It's it's awesome. It works. And what people don't realize, let's say I am smarter. And here's one example. A couple days ago, I was in a neighborhood, and it wanted me to go to another house, but the road doesn't go through. The houses were just so close, no big deal. I go down to the next house where I knew I need to be. The whole schedule just reroutes itself, so it it syncs it right back up. It's it, not even a second was missed. It's it really it works really really good for efficiency.
3: It does. You go out of order; it, it's going to go ahead and reroute for you, which is really nice. That's awesome.
1: Also, oh yeah, that is awesome. Oh, remember map books, Doug? I mean, going from yeah. spiral. Oh shit! I got to flip the page. Darn it! Where am I now? I, we've did it. Been there, done it. It's so nice. Oh. These young guys don't know how good they have it.
3: One other thing that <laughs> one other thing that nobody knows about now too is um, we actually have the uh, the ability to do right right side routing. Um, so. If uh, if you're pulling hose, for instance, instead of you know backing a ride on off of a trailer every time, and you're pulling hose, and you need to stop on the right side, and you need to stop, yeah, you know all the way down the right side of a road, turn around in the cul de sac, and come back up the other side. Our system will route that for you that way. So wow. it'll <laughs> <laughs>
1: look at that! <Doug>. Wow, <laughs> oh my god, it's awesome! Um, it's so it's slicker than that's you know so awesome. Yeah,
2: we haven't but- announced that anywhere, so you guys got to hear that first.
1: <laughs> that's cool because wow. that that is very important to some people, and then. Even some days, like one of my routes is right on our main street in in downtown Suffield, the whopping horse town that we are. But it's busy, and it would make sense to route it all just right side, just to be on the correct side of the road, just because of traffic moves. So that, I think that's a very very good
3: feature. It's um it's pretty cool. It's pretty slick. Uh, um, and there's uh, no additional Al-Port's charge. Come a that. long way. <laughs> What's that? And there's no additional charge, people, for that.
1: Do you do you want to publicize your pricing? Is it is it Specialized oh, it's public.
3: Oh, well it's on, our website. on the okay. website. Let's go. I don't look at your
1: website. I just go to spray on my computer.
3: One,
4: one question <laughs> before we get to there. So I you know we're talking about lawn applications right now, but does this do it's probably a stupid question, but I'll ask anyway. Does this like help you with the like tree and shrub care, all that kind of stuff as well? Like or is it just specifically for lawn applications? Or yeah, it's kind of a stupid question. No, nope. I figured it out on my own.
3: I was gonna let Caitlin answer this one.
2: No, it's not a dumb question at all. And it it does. I mean, we obviously we have a lot of companies on on that use it for that. And one really cool feature that we're working on right now that's almost done is that we are we call it zones, but essentially we're dividing up the yard into different zones and you can create the zones however you want. You know, you can do trees and you can do garden beds and you can do, you know, the backyard and the front yard. And, you know, right now we have different grass types for different parts of the yard, or we have different, um, you know, we have front yard, backyard, that type of thing, but you really can't do a lot, you know, with it. So we're creating these zones that then you can do different services and different things with those, you know, different parts of the of the yard. Um, And so I think a lot of people are going to find that feature really cool and very cool.
1: Cool.
3: Yeah, a ton of companies right now, you know, they're doing perimeter pest is one of the Mm -hmm. one of the Mm -hmm. most common sort of add ons that people do. Perimeter pest, um, mosquito tick. Yeah. Which those are those are different when it comes to pricing uh, as far as that goes. But you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna charge somebody based on the size of the, their yard for for perimeter pest. That doesn't make any sense at all. So, you know, building some other quote unquote zones, you know, that people can use to price different services makes mm. a lot of sense to us. Um, and we're gonna try to make that. As, uh, you know, there may be a theme here, but we're gonna try to make that as simple as possible, um, so that you know people aren't confused by it as well. So, being able to just add those as you need. And then associate certain services with different zones is what what the, the plan is there. Cool. And, uh
2: Another thing, Brian, that you didn't bring up, but that I, I get really excited about and I love, is the inventory side of mm. our system and um, all of the things that it can do. And Kevin, I don't know if you use that. Do you use the inventory uh, side? Of
1: why it? are you always picking on me? Um, <laughs> it Honestly, all great intentions in january and february when you're building out your programs and then this year our weather went sideways fast so products changed per application so i wasn't as regimented as i should have been but yes i do understand it it is an awesome feature it is 100 percent my fault just because we had to change products midstream that were already built out for it and i didn't have the time to go back and change them in there so actually what the recording is showing for this application right now is off a little bit of the product material that I'm putting down. So I think that is very important, especially when you get into some of the larger companies and you have product in a warehouse. What am I going to have left? What do I need? I, yeah. I. So before we get into pricing, one listener did reach out with a, well, a bunch of questions, but this one was, is there a way for you guys to be able to show Um, what each technician should have for material in each truck based on their route. So So inventory, so let's say Doug's going out on a route tomorrow, 250,000 square feet, three different programs. Is there a way that your system could show that they need this many bags of this, this much of that, that much of this for that one route? Or is that getting just really, really in the weeds? That is, that is built
2: uh, we're so excited to say that we have yes really that we have that because do you know how
1: many whole- people reach out to me about that asking about spray really because if if we've got two breaking news things oh my goodness gracious this is yeah, amazing I'm, re- I'm
4: reading it right now <laughs> you yeah. know,
1: see i've gotten a bunch of posts on that wanting to know because you know i'm an, an owner operator but there's companies out there that have 10 12 15 techs and i could see how it could get a little confusing or cumbers- cumbersome to put the right product on each truck
3: yeah it's it's that's built it's just we're we're working on where we want to implement it at the moment on or, spray uh, we... just on spray mm-hmm. just there would be good <laughs> no, no that's well <laughs> but but where there right yeah, so yeah. like wow. you know i mean gosh who was it i don't remember who i was talking to a couple of days ago it was probably just a demo i was doing i lose track of all the conversations i have um but they said do you ever get tired of talking uh to us essentially so so business owners that that do these services because we all do things our own way and nobody does things the same way (laughs) and so that is true um and so you know we've we've got this thing built that we know we're going to implement in one place but we also think um we really need to implement it on the technician screen itself because a lot of technicians load their own trucks some technicians don't load their own trucks you know and so it's it's um it's a question of of where and and when we're going to implement that, but uh, it's coming. It's coming very soon. So I'm
1: just going to write a few things down for taglines in the social media because these these are the questions that people are reaching out to us about. That was probably the most requested question that we
3: ask, and I'm glad I remembered it for an old guy. Yeah, so what the, the thing about inventory, which, Caitlin, I appreciate you bringing up, because um, not a lot of people know we have it, and it's actually one of the things that we do that a lot of other um, software's don't do as much. Um, we implemented this inventory system for a larger company, um, specifically, actually. And, and you make a good point, is like for the larger companies, it's really important for them to understand day-to-day if they're going to have enough inventory week to week, you know, month to month. The tough thing about inventory for for a small business owner, especially, is that uh the input is only as good, the output is only as good as the input, right? So it's like You got to stay on top of every product you bring in you got to stay on top of every you know everything that you waste and if you don't have somebody specific to stay on top of that um, and it's their job to stay on top of that it can take a whole lot of a whole lot of time and energy to do it absolutely Um,
4: wouldn't that be important i don't know how every state works but wouldn't that be important for like um god forbid somebody has a fire and you know the fire department comes and (laughs) know doesn't know whether to use water or not use water wouldn't that be important to have your inventory like kind of straight and narrow i'm just saying like
1: yeah
2: i don't know how you would run it like if i was to run a lawn care business i know that's one thing that and maybe i'm just ocd like i would just want to know exactly what i have i i would love to be doing the forecasting and that that's something that we have is like a material resource planning report that tells you oh here's what you've used here's what you're gonna need for this round here's what you're gonna you know need to buy um coming up and i just i would just want that you know and also the bigger you get the more that you're gonna need that but i agree with you doug you know that I just feel like it's kind of one of those best practices that, yeah, maybe it's, it does take more time. And it's, you know, it's like one of those mm-hmm. things It's like, uh, you know, just a little bit more time, but I do think it's important.
3: That is my favorite report in the whole system, though, is in our, in our system is, um, you know, if I want to order product for, for the first half of my year, let's say I want to order product for rounds one through three, if I do a six round program, um, I can just, choose rounds one through three system will give me a report that says, here's the products you're going to use. Here's how much you're going to use. Here's how much you have on oh, hand. And here's your shortage or overage. And amazing. that is if you have inventory that's in the system, nice. um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's awesome. it's a, a really cool report.
4: God, I, I'm, it's, I think it's incredible that you can actually, you, that you have that in the system. Cause um, I think it's something that's probably not done for the majority of companies out there.
1: Nah, we shoot by the hip unfortunately. So we we diverted from it, but I really want to I want to get to it. I want to get to the the pricing. If you could just talk about if <laughs> are there different plans, pricing, uh, you know the whole thing. I, I know guys are listening to this and ladies um and really want to know the nuts and bolts of it.
2: Yeah. Um, And you can definitely go on our website. So if you go to spray.io, you can pull up our pricing right there on our website. And um, we actually kind of went back and forth in the beginning um, about how to do our pricing. We knew that the number one thing for us was keeping it simple (laughs) and not nickel and diming people. That was like, I mean, again, we just, we listen. We did a lot of listening for like, a couple of years actually, we just listened and talked and, and asked people uh, what they wanted um, before we ever started selling um, this system. And that was one of the biggest things that we heard was people were just really tired of the nickel and diming. And you know, um, yeah, a software a CRM may say, oh, it's only $25 a month, but then it's plus this, plus this and it's 30 cents an email and it's this and that, and it really adds up. So it's kind of, misle- it's very misleading. And we don't want to do that. We just want to be straightforward and have straightforward pricing. Um, That being said, so in the beginning, we just had the one plan. Um, But we also know that different size businesses have different needs, special needs. (laughs) Um, And so we did evolve somewhat on our pricing structure to where we have three plans. Now we have an essentials plan, which gives you really just what it sounds like. It's the basics that you need to run everything and our essentials and what we feel like are the basics are really the basics, you know, and it's not leaving out. um, It's not really leaving out a lot Um, in our premium plan. So like, for example, on essentials, um, you it's just for a smaller business that's got you know a few, maybe you've got one or two techs something like that, or maybe it's just a one man show that would, the essentials plan would be perfect for you. Um, In our premium and elite plans, you're getting like more user accounts. It's really up to like the, you know, larger numbers of properties, like up to 5,000 properties in our premium plan. Um, and then more integrations. And again, we've just found that the smaller companies don't use as much of the integrations. Um, but like we integrate with um, one of the biggest integrations is Zapier. I don't know if you guys have, if you use it or if you've heard of it. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the biggest integrations that we have simply because it's a it's an integration to hundreds of thousands of other potential software or systems, tools, anything that you might be using. Um, Zapier let you integrate, spray with those other tools that you're already using. So that's a big one. Inventory tracking, the predictive product ordering, all those types of things are in our premium and elite tiers. Um, But again, our pricing is just really straightforward. We just tried to make it to where it was easy to pick a plan that was right for your size of business and how you operate.
3: I think that's key to our pricing is that um, it, it does start at ninety nine ninety nine a month, if so one hundred dollars a month essentially if you um, if you have one or two users. Um, but we don't we don't price things in a way that we try to get people to to get into the higher price tiers. Instead, as they grow, they're going to naturally grow into those higher price tiers. So if you if you get into our our premium tier and you have at least four users, um, if you look at our essentials tier and look at what's included in our premium tier, it's essentially the same price once you get to, to four users. It's it's it, it's not that we're trying to push people into higher tiers, it's that as people grow into higher tiers, um, they're naturally gonna need some of these other things that that we include. So take a look at the, you know, if you're curious about pricing in Spray, take a look at it, it's, it's out there publicly, it's really easy to use. One thing that is key to our pricing is that it's all there. So at the end of the month, whenever your credit card gets charged, it's not going to get charged for some amount that you weren't expecting. I think is the the big key there. So you're not you're, we're not going to charge you for extra emails that you send or for extra text messages that you send or um, for paper or for um, you know it, we're not going to charge you for having a customer portal or for having mobile users or or any of those things. That's just a part of you know in our in our opinion, that's just a part of using a system, a CRM. Um, and so that's why what, when you hear people talk about that use spray, talk about how our, our pricing is refreshing, um, for the most part, it's because nobody's surprised whenever they're billed. It's all, it's all up front. It's all easy to see. Um, we don't hide anything. And, and I think a way to look at this really in your pricing is break
1: it down to the cost per user. Cause really right. you should be getting a return on investment. If, if you have a second user, you should be getting an ROI on that. So the increase of that cost per should be in your business, no different than four or seven users. So really, it's—I'm not going to say it's baked in, but it should be mentally brought into your business that that expense should be thought about happening because you're you're taking more of the system, more time, and
3: and yeah, it, it's pretty simple. Um, uh, we believe that. Sorry, no, no, go for that, um you shouldn't be spending more than one percent of your revenue um, on a CRM. Okay. You and you just believe that or you came up with that from no, the research? No, it's why why should we why should we keep you from from doing business profitably? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we if we can if we can operate there and we can um and we can find a way to make a business out of it, why should we try to keep you from operating your business profitably? It doesn't always work out like that. You know, somebody might decide they want to be in the elite plan whenever they don't really have the revenue that, that would make sense there. That's fine. Somebody might be just starting out, like you said, Kevin. If you're just starting out and you want to be legitimate, um, maybe you're not bringing in 100000 a year yet. And, uh, you know, you're you're going to be a little more than 1% there. Um, but for the most part, none, none of our users, almost none of our users are, are over that 1% mark on um, revenue.
1: So, but... Starting off, and I think twelve hundred dollars a month is a very, very nominal fee here. to really a going to scare yeah. a bunch sorry. of people off here. Sorry, I'm 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 looking <laughs> at the website because I haven't I haven't been on it in two years. Um, really, I, it that cheap, re- that, Dubai, Yeah, it's 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 so cheap. I mean, think about picking up a jug of X, Y, and Z to kill a bug. <laughs> Look at that. What what that could add up to. Um, another question we had, and, and it may be out there and I don't even know about it. Is there an app on the phone or is or do you just need to save like an icon to quicker get into Spray? Like, let's say on your iPad, whatever you're using.
2: That's a good question. And uh, Spray is a web application. And right now, so you don't need a native you know, mobile app. So like on your phone you can use the bookmark and just add it to your phone um, so that you can quickly just click on it. You don't have to actually pull up the browser. Um, I think a lot of people do just pull up the browser because some people are not like figuring out how to add the bookmark and stuff. You're, <laughs> like, you're
1: looking at one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, and it's tricky and different phones or whatever. So some people just have
1: always. You're too always polite.
2: But yes. is-
1: <laughs> no, I mean, um, I know app development is outrageously expensive and I don't really see the need for you to have an app, correct?
2: So we, so, you know, we've, we've gone back and forth on, you know, should we build an app or not? The thing is, is right now there's just very little need for us to build an app because our, our web application is built for mobile and it is so mobile optimized that works great on the phone. And there's very few native. And when I say native, it's like you know, there's certain functions of a phone that you that if you have a actual native app, that you know, it can like tie into that, but our system functions so smoothly on a mobile device without needing a mobile app. Um, and we actually believe uh, in progressive apps, progressive web apps, and I don't want to get too techie, I, I don't but just to tell you, like the future of where we're looking, um, you know, down the road is more at progressive web apps are more Um, the thing of the future than having separated like web application here and separate native uh, mobile application here. It actually creates disjointed um, sort of systems where you have data on the phone that lives there. And then that has to be like synced up to the other system and it creates problems in and of itself by those things being separate. And so we actually believe more in going towards being a progressive web application than we do in um, putting much time and energy into a native app. That's not gonna make a lot of difference for very many people.
1: Brian, you married a smart one. Holy moly, <laughs> that, that, that was pretty wild. A um, Couple more things. Who did your spray logo? That thing is awesome.
2: So that when so our marketing firm, um, we had some really talented folks working um, with us when we first started spray, and uh, that was developed by
1: mm-hmm.
2: our one of our designers at our at our firm. Yeah,
1: it's so simple, but so complex. It's really cool. I I do like it. The color is everything. What's nice. your schedule for show um, meet and greets? You know, do you have anything in the plan? And, and another question to that is, are you in the future, do you have any learning conferences for the software itself? Like, I'm not going to say like the big event that some other company puts on, but maybe more video interaction of understanding the systems better. And, and you know, I'm sure that's easier said than done to put together with the crazy schedules.
3: Yeah, so um, not sure as far as show schedules go. I, we would love if if um, if you guys or any, any of your listeners, uh, subscribers would want to recommend shows for us to go to. We'd love recommendations. Um, GIE is one that we've, or I guess it's equip now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> one that we've gone to on, on a regular basis. And, um, you know, it's massive and not necessarily specialized. Um, but uh, but it, it's good. We've had a good time there. Um, so we will probably be there again next year, but whether or not we'll be anywhere in between. Hard to say. Uh, We've done what we call webinars in the past on certain new new things that we roll out. We will probably do another one of those. I don't know. um, Between now and let's say end of January, there will probably be another one. But typically, we'll put those out on social um, and then throw them out on our email list as well.
2: There are some shows I've been writing down um, and just taking notes of some that uh, I would like to go to. The there's one New Jersey Turf grass Association. Don't I know loose. that one's like literally in like a month. Um in Atlantic City. There's yep.
1: another It depends what type of show. What other shows are you're thinking, Caitlin, of what line like there's another turf grass show in Rhode Toto Island. Crow. Um but you know, were you looking to do turf grass shows or sit down, and learn and you get to speak at it and have a booth there too?
2: yeah we're interested in doing both like we we would like to speak at some and and, you know at some point we'd love to do some speaking or putting content out there that's helpful around the the area of of marketing and grow you know growing your business Mm -hmm. because we have a lot of expertise there as well um but as far as you know just the software itself i mean you know we want to learn at, you know, at the same time when we're at conferences, we like to be able to learn ourselves and then also have a booth and, you know, talk to people. Um, like we never did any speaking or anything like that at, at GIE when it was there. Um, but I was looking at another one, MALCP, the, it's in January um, in Massachusetts. But longcology was another one that we've always said we wanted to go to. And I've I've not been there. I don't know a whole lot about it. Um, but that was another one that was interesting to us.
1: So it's um, it's in your it's in your scope of of looking to branch out to more shows and, and just become more public about that.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: And I have noticed that you definitely have stepped up your social media game as well. Um, definitely a lot more. Maybe because I'm on it a little bit more, but um, definitely seeing more stuff, which is great, which is always good.
2: We're trying. It's like it's like the I'm sure the lawn care business owner whose lawn doesn't look that good. It's like, you know, we um, we know we need to do a lot more on the marketing side, but, um, you know, we are not venture capital backed. So we we are not like this huge, massive company with lots of of staff and resources. Um, we are bootstrapped and small, and we like it that way because we are able to give more personal attention to everybody and grow slow and steady, um, the way that we prefer to do things. So um, it just means you know we have a little bit less uh, resources for for but those types. Of
1: things. I think it, it's important because it's more intimate, and you know our voices are heard, which we see with the improvements and maybe Brian, we can end on this. What are, I know you have, oh, there's always a, a wish list that we all put out there and, and what are the next more tangible items that you guys are working on? You feel comfortable or confident that will happen in the next, let's say year. Cause
3: I know it takes time. Funny. Cause we already kind of talked through a couple of them. So yeah. those property zones that we talked about having multiple property zones, being able to easily price different zones without doing any kind of a price override or anything like that. Um, The technician loadout sheets. Uh, I had already written these down and it just so happens that we talked about these two things because people uh, asked about them. But um, system-wide change logs. So one thing that's that's really cool is that people say, hey, something changed here and I don't know how it changed. And, um, you know, it'll be great for them to simply be able to look at a change log and see, oh, somebody else in my company went in here and changed this. I wonder why they did this. You know, I need to follow up with them. Or, oh, I did this last week. I wonder what I was you know, Kevin's gonna say, I wonder what show I was watching while I was doing No, that. no, it's not you that know. bad. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nope. Uh, so those are coming. And then easy bulk credit card payments. Um so you know we have auto pay, what I would call true auto pay right now. So as soon as a technician completes a service, uh customer's card is charged. Um it really is simple. You know, they're completing a service, cards charged, customer gets a an email with that paid invoice in the email. It's really, really simple to use. It's really awesome. It's really convenient. Customers can sign up for it themselves. But what we don't have right now is an easy way for people with a credit card on file for, um, you know, a company owner to to go down a list of all the people who have a card on file who have an open invoice that aren't on AutoPay necessarily to just click a checkbox next to all of them and say, charge their card. And uh, that's in the works. Um, All of those things actually should be Uh, not in the next year, but in the next probably quarter should be ready to go. And we'll be going live. One other one that
1: I hear a lot about from some spray users is some of past due invoices on current invoice of that certain service. Is that something that is in the plan?
3: it's in the plan it's not in the works just yet so i, I don't like to talk about things that aren't quite in the works nope. just yet that's, yeah, fine. that's uh, i agree certain, certainly in the plan i just had
1: like i said people that reached out to me knowing that you were coming on and I'm um, just went through my list and and that's we're not going to go any deeper into that so we're going to mm-hmm. let you guys close it out just why don't you just give us a quick little rundown of why someone and how someone can come and get a demo from you? Because that's what I did. I clicked on a demo, and next thing you know, Brian's on my screen. He gives me a test drive of everything, and coming from where I was to where you, sh- what you showed me, it just it was the simplicity that actually stole my heart. It wasn't so much the financial part of it, because I actually remember saying when when I saw your interview or when we had the test drive that what I was paying. Really wasn't a lot of money per month what a serum system is going to do. I was used to large company Aspire where we're paying double digits a month on, on something like that. So it was very, it, it, it was impressive that it was that low. But then when you showed me what it would do for that money, it was awesome. So explain to everyone just how we can get set up for that. We're going to have everything in the show notes so they can click, click on that as well as your calculator that you have um, and your video of explaining it. Caitlin, thank you for sending that over.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So you can just go on to our website. It's spray with an E. So it's S-P-R-A-Y-E dot I-O. And yes, we have a weird domain name. It's kind of a techie thing. (laughs) And also because spray.com was taken and whoever took it. I'm trying to buy it from them, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, anyways, you can go to the website and there's just a big yellow button that says schedule demo and you can click there and it's synced up with our calendar. So you can find a time that works you know, well for you guys and just book right through there for, through that link. And um, it is a one-on-one live demo, no recordings, you know, you're going to be talking to one of us. Um, we, you know, we don't have, you know, sales reps or anything like that so nobody's um you know inexperienced that you're talking to that's another thing we've heard is people talking to to reps that don't know the software well or are inexperienced at at that so you will be talking to one of us and we will show you around the system and answer any questions you have
1: How long does a demo take
2: It depends on how many questions you ask <laughs> because i mean brian's done some that lasted what three hours or something because they just want to talk and talk and talk and talk oh, wow. and, um you know
4: <laughs> and we don't brian, necessarily... did their price double <laughs> and brian wants a I'm sale like, sell, sell, sell.
3: wow actually you know what I, i'll be i'll be honest with you ones that last that long um they they will they'll never become customers after that uh but i learned the most from them interesting interesting wow, wow. that is interesting <laughs> I thought you were going to tell us the opposite. Yeah. Nope. Uh, nope. Um, it's, it's not because it's because they're, they, they're doing business in a way that does. So I'll tell you that in our demos, what we're looking for the most is for reasons why our system isn't going to be perfect for you. So I want everybody on our system, I want it to be the perfect system for them. So is it gonna be perfect? Maybe not, but is it gonna be the right system for them? That's a, that's our hope. So what I do on a demo is try to find ways that it's not gonna be right for them rather than, um, rather than the other way around. I want every single customer that comes on to Spray for, to be uh, thrilled to be here um, rather than me trying to sell them uh, a system that's not gonna work for them. So typically the longer demos are me finding out why our system isn't gonna work for them and then trying to dig deeper to understand it so that I know what we have to do to meet that, to kind of, to bridge that gap. So, so you turn it around. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. That's, yeah. that's the only way we can get better is by learning from, from everybody we talk to. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, we want to thank you. We're kind of honored that
1: we're your first podcast that you've been on. Um, we will have all your contact information, everything in the show notes itself. We will have you tagged in all social media. Guys, if you are looking for a CRM system, whether you have never had one, this is definitely ground floor. You should get into one or two, you have one and you're not happy with it because that's a lot of the questions that are concerned we have from people. Please check out Brian and Caitlin with spray.com. It really will. It'll change your, your business for sure. And I think the hardest thing for a lot of guys that I talk to and hear it's that letting go. You know, letting the automation that you guys spent so much time in developing do its job, so we can do our job. And I I was guilty of it. It took a little bit of time, but now it's just it's seamless. It's so important. I can't believe I'm 54 years old and I'm using these mobile app and crazy thing on <laughs> my phone like like a kid. And it it's it's absolutely seamless. I do use an iPad. I do like the bigger screen just for usability. Um, but like I said, web-based, there's no problems. If there's an outage, it's typically just because there's a cell phone outage in your area. It's not, your system is, is pretty legit and always up and running. So we we thank you very much for joining us. Sorry it wasn't too long-winded, but um, so many people wanted us to have you on, which is good. And uh, we hope to have you on again.
2: Thank Thanks. you for having us.
0: Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Turf Nutrition and Management Podcast. We are always interested in topics you want us to dig deeper into. You can submit a topic or a question from the link in the show notes. Please like, subscribe, and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and share with your friends so we can all be better turf managers and successful entrepreneurs.